0: What's she gonna do? With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA Draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut.
1: going on everybody welcome back to another edition of the rebel edition pod i'm your host bailey and here with me today for another guest feature is longtime friend of the pod Subria. what's up sabria
0: hello thank you for having me
1: you're welcome thank you for coming we had to get the game growing legend on here herself holding it down for women's sports talk to me what's been going on what you got going on
0: Nothing too much, but a lot at the same time, but I just, you know, can't get into too many details, but just know that, you know, in this off season, we've been having a lot of important conversations with teams, um, brands, publications, and we're going to try and get some stuff going for this season. So it's a lot of stuff to look out for.
1: We'll get into more of what Grow the Game does shortly. But we got to start with some fun stuff. I start all of these with some fun questions that are really usually based on where the people I'm talking to are from or where they're located. So I got some Chicago questions for you. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into it. Who's the best hooper from the shot?
0: Right now, ever, like I need some help.
1: Let's do ever.
0: Ooh. I oh, don't know. You're trying to get my Chicago card taken. <laughs> oh my God. It's
1: a lot of pressure.
0: Can I like refuse to answer? Like, this is not even a fair question.
1: Why is it not a fair question?
0: Um, Because you can't have a conversation about basketball in men's or women's without Chicago. Like it just doesn't exist. Um, right. And so I don't think it's fair to ask me to choose between Derek Rose Cappy Pondexter or Anissa Morrow it's just not fair and you know frankly I'm gonna almost like refuse to do it cause I can't
1: okay give me either give me your favorite or Mount Rushmore then
0: okay so make that it a little was, easier okay so that was three um and then I'm gonna have to put benji wilson on there so benji d rose cappy pondexter and anisa morrow
1: Anissa on there already that's some high praise
0: yes um i know that you saw the tweet you know the thread that i just did of course and it took me three days if if anybody that is a freshman in college and is you know, technically, not even done with the full season or postseason; only done with the regular season. If that thread talking about her accomplishments and broken records and award nominations takes you three days, she absolutely belongs on your Mount Rushmore.
1: I like it. I like it. That's some big shoes for her to fill, though. A lot of pressure.
0: I mean, I mean, she's gonna do it well. I mean, that's what you know. Chicago is all about. Everybody says, you know, pressure makes diamonds and it's true. Um and I think no matter what, she's already lived up to it. Like she's already, to me, she's already goaded. And I'm okay and confident in saying that because a lot of the records that she's broken, when you look at the people who either she surpassed in breaking this record or the only other people who have met this record, three names I could tell you right now are Maya Moore. A biggie's record she broke previously held by Maya Moore. Um, and then I know Candace Parker was one, um Jackie Young, and then there's somebody else. I would have to go check the thread. But when you're already talking about that, that tells you.
1: I mean, that's three number one overall picks. Yeah, that's elite company already. So yeah, I follow you. Okay. Who got the best music in Chicago? Who again, you can give me multiple answers if it's easier for you.
0: Um, so that's really hard, uh, because as much as I love Chicago and, um, all of our musical acts it's going to get very controversial, very fast. Um, that's what we're here for. So I, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's super tough. Mm. I'll just say that if we ever get the, if the the Bears ever build um, a dome and we somehow get the Super Bowl, much like this past Super Bowl was Super LA, I would like a Chicago version of that. It would somehow have to include Chief Keef, Kanye West, Lupe, Chance, and because I was in my high school today, Jeremiah, who is a, Proud graduate of working for high school on the south side of Chicago.
1: Okay. Okay. You might as well get a little subtle flex in there. Next thing you know, you're gonna get the Bears to have a whole halftime show sponsored by Grow the Game.
0: Woo, I don't I don't know. That would be I don't hard. think we can afford that.
1: I mean I said eventually. I ain't say like this year.
0: Okay, well we can speak in the twists.
1: There you go. We're gonna manifest. We're doing some manifesting. I right. of all the jerseys in Chicago, what's the best one?
0: Oh the what? The
1: jerseys. <sighs>
0: ah. Oh, that is hard. Um because
1: they got some they got some heat up there.
0: I mean, yeah, like I feel like the Bulls jersey is so classic that they could never change it. Mm-mm. Um, but you know, I saw the Skies black pinstripe jerseys get a whole bunch of attention. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say, oh no. Okay. I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give this to the Chicago red stars, um, because they have this really dope black Jersey that they did, uh, debuted basically on our transit system when they did um the launch for it Mm -hmm. and they actually have another like the the white jersey that they debuted as well that has all the chicago neighborhoods on it so and it's in the colors of the chicago flag so off rip i'm i'm gonna have to say chicago red stars
1: i saw that one i was hard they did that they did that Okay, so let's talk about some sky stuff. Let's get into the sky stuff. That's what we're here to talk about.
0: Get into
1: it. I. Right. Other than last year's title, what's your favorite moment in sky history?
0: Oh, um, that is a very hard question. <laughs> um,
1: I'm really drilling you out the gate.
0: I know. Um, and I'm even. Scared to answer because I don't want to misspeak but it might have been before when they went on the run um I wish I could say this and then be like fact check because I'm you know scared to fact check on my own and lose my train of thought but I remember when they went to when they won the conference, back when there were conferences, I was there because I have like a little banner that they gave out. I don't remember the year because the banner's not in front of me, but we won. And I want to say maybe it was against the Sparks. I just remember driving all the way to the arena and watching Sparks players and us winning <laughs> so whatever that was i'm going to say that was my favorite memory from before because we were still really young and i thought it was really cool that they were able to make it that far um and kind of get the city excited a little bit about them
1: that makes sense so so along the way there's a sky fan who have been some of your favorite non star sky players, those role players, those bench players, the ones that's just there? Because everybody loves Slew, everybody loves Quigley, everybody loves Candace, obviously, the cop. But, like, you know, the, 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 the Azrae Stevens of the world, the, the Lexi Browns of the world, the Dana Evans of the world. It's got to be somebody along the way.
0: Ooh, that is hard. So it could be anybody that like bef- before this or yeah, this past yeah. season. It's just, um, just
1: in your time as a fan. I
0: mean, when I mean, can I count? Because I don't really feel like she was given like that star power she deserves. So I'm not sure if I can kind of sneak Cappy in there for that season she played here. Might Maybe you're well. gonna say that. Okay. Um,
1: Anything goes here. Come on, now.
0: Okay, and obviously, I have to say my favorite rookie, Tasha Mack, period. Um, absolutely love her. Was absolutely excited um, to watch her play and just the way that the crowd reacted to her. Um, yeah, I... Other than that, I really don't know because my favorite player, like my, my favorite OG player, actually was Candace Dupree, and so she's absolutely not in this category that you're <laughs> that you just put me in. But that's like all I have.
1: Well, I was gonna ask next who your favorite star players were, so that that, that that you answered both of them ahead of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candace Dupree. I'm I'm super sad that I cannot find her jersey. If anybody is listening to this and happens to have a candace dupree sky jersey or know someone that does please reach out to me because i have been pulling apart my old room and everything else to possibly find this jersey and then obviously um i just got my candace parker jersey not too long ago and waiting on my car jersey so yeah
1: got the whole collection i'm trying if anybody has a candace dupree sky jersey We'll pay top dollar for it.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. I, mm,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll chip in. I got like
0: $2. Oh, and I only have three. So if anybody gives <laughs> this jersey, we have $5.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, so let's get into you. Let's talk about you and what you do. So you have Grow the Game. But that obviously started way before it formed. How did you get into sports?
0: I mean, I've always been an active kid. Like growing up, I played soccer. That was my, my first love as a sport, my number one. Played soccer from the time I was maybe in the first grade all the way until college. Um, and even in between that, I was always at football games because I was in the band. Um, I was a goalkeeper when I played in high school, so I was also on our wrestling team in high school to help me with that training and to just stay active um basically year round and I was working at true star media um my sophomore year and I started on the editorial team and like my first interview was Carrie Hilston. And I got to go to a lot of concerts, meet a lot of actors and artists. And that was great, but something in me was like, I want to do sports. Like I, I have to cover sports and I was finding out through just activities. And now my job, everything is kind of going back to sports some way. So I'm like, well, I'm happy when I play sports. I'm happy when I'm watching them, when I'm writing about them, I think I wanna make this my career. So when I went to the University of Illinois, I had the privilege of working in the Illinois men's basketball department um, as an administrative assistant. But that really got my foot in the door to, to other opportunities. So, you know, at the time I was at U of I, I was working in the men's basketball department, um, the marketing department, and being like a street team um, person working volleyball games, soccer games. And then, um, I was doing marketing for campus recreation I was a big 10 network intern. I was working premium seating, waking up at 6am to work the football games. And I was just all over the place and I was happy. I didn't even really realize I was working four or five different jobs, internships, you know, some unpaid, some paid, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and I felt if, like, if I could keep doing something in sports, regardless of what it is, it wouldn't really feel like a job to me. So, you know, once I got my foot in the door and was able to work with the Hawks, after our graduation, I said, yeah, I could do this. That was, like, one of the best times of my life.
1: You got yeah. a lot of passion that drives you.
0: For sure. I think that's important in anything you do. Without the passion, you know you can't really find your purpose and i think that's where a lot of people start to to really burn out and never recover
1: so how did that along the way lead you to form bro the game
0: um i think because i was all over the place so i think a lot of people um kind of know the sports industry to be something that you start in ticket sales and then you kind of work your way up. Like that's kind of like one of the rules. You just have to start in ticket sales. But I ended up like all over the place. And in my opinion, a lot of different departments or areas that most people don't really go into that much. So even so, like, for example, I was doing marketing and administrative work when I was an undergrad, but a lot of that was Um, like activations and events and entertainment and so after graduation I was in events and entertainment intern for the Bears and then when I went to the Hawks I was new memberships and ticket sales and I had already done premium seating so when you put all of this on a piece of paper it's essentially everything in all the different departments in one organization so I started you know kind of thinking big picture and, and putting a lot of pieces together. And so it was very hard for me to try and stay in a box of, I just want to focus on this because my brain would go, okay, well, if this is, you know, a ticket sales promotion, you have to do this marketing and how does it um, correlate to the brand? And what do the activations look like? And what does hospitality for that look like? So once I saw a lot of people commenting on, how often I went to the games and I mean so much to the point where when they won I had people texting me some people that I hadn't even really talked to texting me congratulating me like I'd won the game because that's how much people associated me with the sky and the WNBA and just women's basketball in general so a lot of people early in the season was like you know that looks fun to Instagram posts or stories and I want to go and so I'm like okay well what's the disconnect here because why don't I don't understand why aren't you here especially because they moved it's actually in the city now a lot easier to get to and I started realizing that a lot of people didn't know that either so um I felt there was an opportunity here just off pure passion of well, I want you all to come enjoy these games and have this experience with me. So why don't we all just go and we can do a giant group? Because for me, I'm like, well, that's a problem. And this is a solution. Like, why not? Let's just do it. And then I started being the Virgo that I am and saying, okay, well, we, we have a group going. Okay, now we need a picture. Okay, now we need a social media account to communicate with people and have people follow us for updates for when we do the next one. Okay, now we need something to entice people and get them coming back. So we're going to do um some goodie bags or something that, you know, they're they're going to know to look forward to and something that gets us to come with us as an experience versus, you know, just getting a ticket and coming and what extras can we give them? Okay. Well, now how do we get people pumped up? What how can we give certain people access to the apparel that we get, you know, with the whole WNBA, we need merch. And I'm, I've started, you know, very young in the industry and being able to meet celebrities. And so I understood that how little kids and how they're impressionable and how a meet and greet or an autograph can be that thing for that child. So then I started kind of figuring out how do we do giveaways? How do we, you know, give this signed, basketball or this signed jersey and it kind of just snowballed from there until it became something with a name um a twitter bio and then eventually a registered nonprofit organization
1: i was i was waiting to see how much i agree with you when you said the virgo and you and then you started off with taking a photo and i was just like no i can't agree with that i hate photos
0: no 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 so i mean just like you know, my first thing is like, okay, now it's a thing. If it's a thing, it has to be a brand. So I was like, I got the logo. And then I think like once I got the logo and that that turnaround was like maybe 24 hours. It was a real thing. And so that's what I mean when I say a Virgo, like once you give something a name, it has to have a website and all of that. And so I wasn't even launching everything as it was going. Like, I think I maybe sat on a few things and like built the website out and put some stuff on there and, and did a bunch of stuff that way cohesively and made flyers because you can't just, you know, it's, it's not really virgo to just say, okay, well, we're having this group game on July, whatever. No, we need an, uh, a social media account for you to follow us for updates with the logo and all of that and everything on the flyer pictures whatever graphics all of that so that's what I meant
1: you gotta gotta have all the levels taken care of I'm with you with that like I said the photo is just the last thing I'm gonna take care of so you gotta grow the game and you know you're here now talk about some of the things that you've done with grow the game so far some of the some of the notable moments, some of the highlights.
0: Um, I Flex think a little bit. <laughs> um, I think when we came back and did our second official group, um, it was really important. I mean, I set a number, and I like to reach goals, so I said I wanted to get a hundred people there. Um, and then of course, with anything I do, I like to have intention and purpose behind it and i always try to do something to give back to the community so being able to hop on a call um a couple weeks before and actually have a conversation with the ceo of the sky and figuring out how do we do this community service project um, outside of the arena before the game and then get everybody into the game um, have the, the gift bags ready for everyone, give out tickets. So we were able to do all of that. And we did over 400 blessing bags um, that were later passed out to the Chicago Houses community. Over 30 people um, received free tickets thanks to donations from season ticket holders, uh, monetary donations from everyone on WNBA Twitter. And it was a real event even just outside the group but a full day um and that really made me proud because I saw that we really had the support um we even were able to do giveaways from you know we got clever shirts who who has been so supportive and gave us some some merch to give away that day um as as did breaking tea and then uh Wilson gave us a few basketballs to give away Dick Sporting Goods donated um $27, 20 twenty dollar gift certificates because I told them this was something I wanted to do for my birthday, and so the numbers there were really twenty seven because that was my twenty seventh birthday but to get all of that, and at the time, not even having had a website for these people as I'm pitching, not even having what I felt like was enough they thought it was enough and they saw the vision and the intention behind it. And just the fact that it was something really new that I was really proud of that. And then just tweeting about that, engaging in in conversation with people on WNBA Twitter, um, the athletic director of the Paul women's basketball team reached out. And I remember that day because I driven to um, Indiana for a fever game and I was pulling up to the fever game and I was, like, so shocked, like, OMG, uh, a whole athletic director of a whole basketball program just followed me. Oh, he just DM me. What does it say? And he's like, you know, I like what you're doing. I want to connect. So to have that type of support and someone who I feel is super important, notice m- me and what I'm doing and want to get involved um, was really a defining moment as well and so to see that turn into a grow the game night during a DePaul basketball game um a few months ago and inviting special guests there and allowing their friends and family to come and witness them receive an award that we gave them and being able to go to my you know high school best friends mom's and you know family trophy shop and say this is the shop you know that we want to go to with everything. Can you, can you work with us? Can we build a relationship and them, you know, working with us to get these really nice plaques together. And then DePaul actually helped me surprise one of them and put her on the jumbotron and had the mascot and the cheerleaders there reading the announcement, acknowledging her to everyone that was in attendance, having the logo on the jumbotron that, was also another moment of just look at how far we've come back in Wintrust, having so many people support. And that game, I invited um, a, a, a new friend of mine who was a community manager at Foot Locker. And I just, you know, invited him to say, hey, come out to this game. And it wasn't about me. It wasn't about really grow the game at all. It was just I'm in the position to have these tickets and I want you to come and see what I'm trying to show. Everyone is just good basketball, a good experience for everyone to enjoy. And him being there, seeing that and passing my name on to champs and being able to say, I'm a champion of game that, you know, East Bay and champs have been doing and being able to be recognized on their socials and receive that title. And be in a full video shoot with clothes and shoes that they provided as well, and just feel good about everything, and saying and realizing that it's okay that people notice me. I don't really like it. Sometimes it makes me uncomfortable because I feel like it's not about me. But understanding that people are watching and people are really behind it, and so this year is going to be super special. Going
1: to be a big year. So you talked about a lot of things there, a lot of incredible things. I I use that word every time I talk about you. up just literally on our last pod, and this is March ninth. So on March the seventh, our pod. That's literally what I use, but that that's just the the one word that comes to mind. Just hearing you tell all of that and everything that you do for the game and the people around you, especially. So you know, big shout out to you. That's why that's why I wanted to highlight you because, like you said, I know a lot of times you're not. Big on being the focal point, but it all comes back to you whether you like it or not. So, <laughs> but you know, you talked about everything you did last year. You you, you talk about teasing this year, but yes. this is all still kind of new. So, like, what are what are some more of your like longer term goals with growth? The game
0: um, that
1: that you can tell us about. Obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I want to use this year to build intentional and mutually beneficial relationships and so i mentioned before that you know wilson sent us this breaking sea clever shirts like we had a lot of people on board who were supporting the mission and were giving out the goodness of their hearts because of what it would mean to the people who were receiving it um and attending the game but i want to figure out well what can we do we're in this space that you know, maybe certain brands who deserve to be in aren't there and figuring out how do we take the community that we've built, the eyes that are on us and give some of that back to the brands and the individuals who are investing in us and making sure that they get that return on investment. So, you know, right now I can say, I've been able to have conversations with a lot of, you know, staff at the sky before the season starts, which is very different than last year where it was just this kind of happened in July and this is what I want to do. And they were very supportive in making sure that everything we needed to do for that community service event, everything, you know, that we needed for a great experience at the group games happened. But now we can say beforehand how do we make this an official partnership what can i do to help you and what can you do to help me and i think that is the most important part if not the motto truly for the rest of this year um and making sure okay we can, we came up a little bit now it's time for all of us because there's room for everybody um so that's one thing and i want to get players more involved um and figuring out what we can do for them as well. I think growing the game has a lot of levels. It's not just about attendance at games, but like before I was saying brand recognition, um, being able to have like a real program or initiative that directly involves players who want to give back and want to be involved in this type of thing but maybe they don't know how and they don't want to do it on their own so building relationships with players and players association is not even just, you know, in the WNBA but you know all the women's leagues and saying, "Okay, what can we help you do to further your mission?" because they align with what we're trying to do and you're a part of that. It also means media, whatever that means, but growing that as well and working with the people who are already in that space and just taking, you know, advice and help from everybody. Um, Because I think a lot of things going on in women's sports, it's a lot of people doing the work and they're doing great work, but I just feel like a coalition sometimes is needed and so much power in numbers of the people who are doing the work and not, doing what someone else is doing or copying off of that person, but saying, okay, this is your lane, this is my lane, a bunch of lanes can build a country. So, you know, let's see what we can do with that. So that's kind of what I'm, I want to focus on is, like I said, partnership building, program development, and that type of stuff.
1: And I think you make a valid point about there being room for everyone. I think, you know, you and I have talked about it, about how some people really don't feel that way but you know you're in a position where you can really open things up for everyone at every level and obviously you're in the process of doing that so that's really really inspirational to see from my perspective and then you know I know people on Twitter see you the same way people see you as an inspiration whether you know it or not how does that make you feel?
0: Um, that makes me feel good, but a little nervous. Um, yeah, I'm I'm slowly learning what it means to have eyes watching you on social media and there has to be balance in life. So obviously where there's good, there's going to be bad where there's an upside, there's going to be a risk or a downside. So I just have to be really conscious of, that the more eyes get on me and the more opportunities, because I'm a person, I'm very much a principal person. And so as more doors open up and opportunities, I just want to make sure that I'm making the people who, you know, have invested and sponsored me in a sense. And I say sponsor, because I know we talk um, a lot in this space about mentorship, but again, I'm trying to find something that's, mutually beneficial and so I try to stay away from the word mentor because I want to acknowledge that there's a part that I want to give back to that person so with someone you know and sponsors me someone sponsors me and in, in a sense of saying okay well this there's this opportunity I know of this person and so to me, that's a, that's a sponsorship. You're, you're putting your name on the line and you're giving me this opportunity. And so now it's my duty to make sure that I represent you well, because I don't want to ever burn a bridge that people have spent a lifetime building. Um. So just being conscious of that. And, and when you have expectations from so many people, sometimes it gets it gets a little hard to move the way that you want to or the way that you normally would. And just recognizing that there's intention and purpose behind that and not feeling like I'm losing myself or, you know, I'm becoming a different person. So that's what I've recently been struggling with, with, like you said, so many eyes being on me, but also a little bit of pressure knowing that because this is what I'm doing and I'm in these spaces, I also don't want my actions to make it harder for the next person or have a negative trickle-down effect. So it's sometimes a lot to process, but it's a challenge that I'm willing to accept. So I'm thankful to everybody, including you, who who are seeing it, who are making sure they're giving me my flowers so that I know it and saying thank you for all of the support whether it's a like or a retweet or inviting me on your podcast, I really appreciate <laughs> it.
1: So what would you say to someone out there that maybe sees what you're doing and has a similar type of goal or dream or desire and is maybe hesitant or struggling to
0: start it? Um, I would say, well, I mean, I guess now it's kind of cliche because I said it in the champs video, but I truly live by, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Like, that's so real. Like, sure, you can't fail, but you can't make it either. So I would just say, you know, do it. Um, and if you need some help and you're listening and you want to talk about it, DM me. I try to make sure I... I respond to people who want me to look at something or engage with something because to me, that's, I won't say it's free because I don't want to minimize that. I want to say that it is something I am willing to invest my time in. And so that's why I want to say it's not free because I'm saying I want to give my engagement, my time, my feedback, answer a question, help in whatever way that I can um, so I would encourage people to make connections too. I mean, you and I have talked about how we have been able to build amazing connections and relationships from WNBA Twitter in the same sense that sometimes you get a little disappointed. Your feelings get a little hurt when things don't go the way that you want, but that's all part of the process. It's all part of the learning experience and, I mean, I am I just look at it as, you know, even a bunch of no's is still progress because at least you know the answer and you know that you can move on to the next opportunity. So I would just say, do what you can when you can and keep telling yourself that you're doing something and something is better than nothing. And eventually you'll get to meet the expectations that you have for yourself
1: essentially just keep going stick with it try to find the progress and everything yes so is there anything else that you maybe want to talk about with the grow the game and what you do anything important that maybe we didn't touch on
0: i can't tell if maybe i've told you something like you know that i just forgot to mention or you're just genuinely no, I'm,
1: asking. I'm genuinely asking
0: okay um
1: because if i knew something i wanted to get there I would, <laughs> I would need it there
0: um i would just say that stuff is coming stuff <laughs> that's is coming. Cause all i can say is stuff is coming oh and i i guess i will say that and i'm gonna also say that i hate I don't mind sharing because, you know, I'm not really concerned. Well, I won't say I'm not concerned, but I, I give people enough credit um, and, and hold them to the standard that, you know, someone hearing this wouldn't try and, and quote unquote, steal it from me. Because again, I don't even think you can do that because I think there's enough space, room, people and opportunity to, to do the same things, if that's what people want to do, and I don't think people should always feel like it would be nice you know to collaborate, but sometimes that's just not possible or not in the best interest, and that's fine too, but I really want to take grow the game to a space where it can be about development um whether that's working with players to do skills and training camps or working with organizations that already exist on professional development opportunities for professionals interested because again growing a game has to do with the actual game itself the players but also and the media but also the personnel and the people behind it who make it happen um and so I'll use an agent as an example I think Right now, my, my personal battle is with the number of Black women agents that are in the WNBA, the NBA, the NFL, all of it. But, you know, especially when you're talking about a WNBA that I think we've already established is predominantly women of color, I don't think that's reflected in agents. And that, and originally when I was saying that I wanted to be in sports, um like my senior year of high school I wanted to be a sports agent that's what I told everybody I want to be a sports agent um I went and got my master's I went to law school because I wanted to be a sports agent and when people would ask my dad what I wanted to be um he would say you know the game yeah she wanted to be like Tasha Mack and so that's kind of like how I've always Like, that was one of the biggest compliments ever because I really loved her character when it came to being an agent on that show. And I'm so glad that the show is back, by the way. But um, I wish that there was a better, stronger pipeline to that. And then you see a lot of, like, how, um, you know, Ari has done a lot for women in media and covering women's sports. And they see that. And now you see younger people who want to take that route too so what can we do to create that path well, I know LaChina Robinson has the great program that does that um but figuring out how to do that for any and everything in this space um so that again more people are working together um and not in competition or against each other and I think that will overall help at least some issues that I feel like players are experiencing. um, I think that goes to who's in the room. And so we need to, if we truly want to grow the game, we have to grow the room. So I want to be able to address that as well. So I'm just putting that out there. So if anyone's listening and that's something that you want to get involved with something that, you know, you have the ear to, A decision maker in any league, association, company that can get involved with this. I'm just putting that out there because I know I can't do it alone and closed mouths don't get fed. So if anybody is interested, please hit me up.
1: Get at her. Holla at Subria. Grow the game. All right, we'll transition into some W talk before we get out of here. Talk about the actual game itself. Now that we've talked all about growing it. So your team, Chicago Sky, Sky, ran and champs, had a fairly decent offseason. What are your thoughts on their free agency and their offseason?
0: Um I think three um MVPs is scary hours. Um, yes, yeah, very scary. Yeah. And um the street's saying run it
1: back. So my run street. it back. Sky Folk. St- i was about to say my street saying sky and fold, so Sky and I
0: think I'm, that's
1: what it is. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think they will pick the rest of the league apart. And I don't I've said that on the plot plenty times. So I don't feel bad about saying that. So do you have any other thoughts on free agency across the league? Are you scared of the Mercury? Um scared of the Liberty, scared of anybody.
0: Hmm. I am I don't know. I mean, I think I think everybody should be scared of everybody because there were so many moving pieces. Like it's really a new look. It's it's a new league. Like, I don't even – I I think the previous expecta- – like, the expectations for the previous year, and no shade, but to everybody maybe – I mean, well, no, nah, because Dallas just made a big move. Uh, but I feel like up until now, they were super quiet. So I think now that we know that – I don't think the expectation of any team should be the same as it was last year. Mm-mm. So I don't think you can go off of last year at all and – so i'm I'm super excited to see what everyone does honestly, I'm super excited to see what everyone does. and you know to see can a team be too stacked? Does that create the opposite of the you know effect of what was intended so i I'm definitely interested to see in the O. Oh, and these draft picks, i like, it's scary hours for certain teams now. And so to add these picks, I'm super excited to see, you know, where they go and what this draft class is looking like.
1: Give me a bold prediction for next season. Anything.
0: That's hard. Um I re- I'll
1: tell you mine if it makes it easier.
0: Yes, yes, go ahead.
1: I think Asia grab another MVP. Hmm.
0: Okay. I mean, that, is that really bold though?
1: I don't know, but okay, if you want a bold one, if you want a bold prediction, dang, I can probably come up with one. I got to come up with something I believe, though. You know what I mean? I can't just spitball something.
0: That's- I I really don't know um, <laughs> I don't know because I feel like the two things that I want to say um, requires extra conversation and maybe a shift in the league that we're probably not going to see um, in enough time for this year right and so I'll just say that At some point,
1: at some point,
0: give me like maybe within the next two three years. I don't care what anybody says. You can find me in my mentions because I'll be waiting for you. Um, Brittany Sykes will be an All Star and she will be Defensive Player of the Year, and those are my that that's what that's the hill that I'm willing to stand on and meet people at in my mentions.
1: I really expected that to be your bold take off the jump I figured like when I asked you that it's like oh Britt's an all-star she's gonna be a defensive player she's gonna make up for it like I didn't even think it would be no hesitation
0: okay well so it really wasn't any hesitation in my mind like that's definitely where my mind went to I just hesitated because again I think that requires more conversation about how teams are going to use social media to push people because I'm not really sure how teams decide who they're pushing for what and when, but I think like last year, um, choices were made.
1: Choices were definitely made.
0: About who got, you know, pushed in the vision. And, and, and I mean, we could talk about that now too. Like the posters that LA was giving out last year are not the posters that LA is giving out this year. Like they're not like, right. Right. We got jersey num we got jersey numbers changing. So I think when you have a team like that again, I don't know what that meeting looks like and who is having this meeting of who are we going to push for an all-star and whose job is it, you know, for a player that's maybe not getting that push and then we saw at the end of the year with awards Certain t- and again it's this is deep as you know certain teams just have certain budgets that other teams don't i mean we know this already right. and what goes into pushing for end of the year awards and then does everyone on the team have to be on board with that um are they going to unite and and show their support for a, a player going after this is it cliche for a player to announce the award that they're coming for and does it have to be another person saying I think this person should be this you know player of the year or whatever and it's only valid if it's from someone else other than the player you know so I'm just interested to see how that is gonna work this year so that's the only reason I hesitated is because I know that it's bigger than just me saying it and it's even bigger than her doing the defensive work that she put in because people i mean there are just rules and there are unspoken rules and uh, the norm is yeah you got somebody that is a whole goat um who has who is always in the defensive player of your conversation and and then you have like little in comparison little Brittany (laughs) and and people are looking like are y'all for real like are y'all really having this conversation because it's just not thought of I feel like for someone like you know little jumping blocking stealing Britney to to be in the conversation for defensive player of the year and changing that and also even again not to discredit anybody but when you have someone Britney's size doing what she's doing and she can't control that, you know, she's short compared to a lot of these players, the same way they can't control that they're tall, but you just have to, I mean, come on, like, let's give her credit. This is way bigger than just her holding her arm up and blocking a shot. Right. She got to get a running start and some air. <laughs> and I think she needs to get credit for that. Cause that little jumping bean play her heart out every. So-
1: possession and obviously
0: i'm biased okay i guess i'll put that disclaimer in there like that's my whole friend so yes but would i be her friend if i came on here and not answered the question the way that i answered it no
1: real she's also working against history there's only been four players that were considered guards to ever win it so she's got some some pressure but it's not impossible
0: And it's not. And so that's why I said, give me like two, three years, because, you know, unfortunately, um, Minnesota announced that this would be Sylvia Fowles last year. So, you know, in the interest of just, again, unspoken rules, you got a GOAT who is near the end of her career. And there are some situations where you just have where society tells a person just wait your turn. So that's why I said two, three years, like maybe she just has to wait her turn. And then we'll get there. So, yeah, I
1: mean, there's always narratives. There's always yeah. narratives. That's that's what makes the sports world go round, whether we like it or not. But I mean, that's not discrediting so, but she has the the narrative leg up going into this year. So, yes. be some little dethroned. So, uh, before we get out of here, last thing I'm gonna ask you to do is shout out some of your favorite follows and W Twitter, so people can follow them too. That's how I end everyone.
0: Um, can I say you?
1: If you would like to.
0: Um Do I have to say like at names? Like is that
1: Yeah, preferably, okay. so people know where to go.
0: Okay. At Splash Squad 24. I think you knew I was gonna say that. Gang. Um, yes. Love <laughs> the videos. Um, I mean, other than like now this is kinda hard, um I'm trying to think of people that like I know I'm probably gonna engage with like every time I get on the timeline.
1: Um, hello Anisa Morrow.
0: Oh, of course, of course. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll say um Terica, but you said say at, so I'm gonna say at. She knows sports.
1: She does know sports.
0: Um, of course, Ari. Um. I feel like everybody know who that who that is. Yeah, <laughs> so just yeah you
1: don't, even have, you don't even have to All say right, it,
0: Don't right. have to say um, because you will miss some stuff. As far as sky coverage, um, I'm gonna say Annie. I feel like I'm gonna have to do like a video or of this portion and put people's ad names later. Um, but Annie is the person that, if anything is going on with the sky. I know that I'm probably going to get it from Annie, um, who was the beat reporter for the Sun-Times. and Does um, great work. Yes, does absolutely great work. Um, on point always. Receipts in the bag, ready to go. Um, and then if there's like, you know, a lot of, you know, sometimes WN- WNBA Twitter gets a little hot, a little messy, Sometimes and B Terrell for the commentary. Like (laughs) (laughs) all I have to do is see what what GIF uh, B Terrell puts and that lets me know right then and there what's going on in the WNBA Twitter streets for sure.
1: The heartbeat of W Twitter, B (laughs) Terrell.
0: Yes. Um. So now I'm gonna make a list before this comes out, and so then. I can add to it to make sure I didn't miss anybody, but those are the people I can get off the top of my head.
1: Okay. Well, you got a little time. So, but if that's all for you, that's all I got. We'll wrap that up there. You have anything, any parting comments before we get out of here?
0: Um, just thanks again for having me on here. Um, I always love your articles, your podcasts. Really, anything you do, I'm definitely um, Team Bailey. Like, I need to figure out what we're called. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I could say their rhymes would be real quick. Um,
1: it's a lot of things, but I don't know what makes sense.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll
1: have, to, we'll have to ponder that. We can make a Twitter yeah. thread, make a Twitter poll.
0: We'll have to figure that out. But, you know, thank you. I appreciate everybody that has ever supporting me and yeah i just look forward to engaging and continuing to meet people and develop relationships on WNBA twitter so shoot those friendship shots shoot those pitches shoot those partnership shots and let's keep growing the game together
1: go ahead go ahead and plug what we can find that
0: anybody interested in learning more about grow the game and the organization that is working to increase um Awareness, involvement in fan engagement in women's sports, please visit us on all social media channels at Grow the Game w Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, or head over to www.growthegamew.com.
1: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you showing love. Obviously, that's very mutual. And I appreciate you again coming on here. Always want to highlight you and what we do. So, with all that said, this has been another episode of Rebel Edition. Thank y'all for listening to this one. Go follow Sabria. Go follow Go The Game. And follow us while you're at it on Out the BB. And stay tuned for our next interview next
0: week.